Good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Esh and Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for your everyday life. Yours, yours. The practice is for you. The day is for you. Life is for you. You are life and it's joining together in this practice. Actually, this is a practice of joining, of joining Everything joining, holding hands with ourselves, waking up to who we are, where we are, why we are, how we are. Actually, it's a practice of becoming introduced to ourselves in a very special, simple, undeniable way. Undeniable. I love that word. (laughs) Because most of life can be about denying, denying pretending this isn't happening, hoping that will happen, not in any way connected with what's actually happening. We'll think about it, try to figure it out, try to manipulate things, change them, get the outcome that we desire. That's normal. <clears throat> that's, how we, that's how we function from the time we're born almost. It's amazing. It's actually amazing and interest, very interesting to watch it to notice it, excuse me, to become aware. But all the time, it's always like we're on a frantic, frantic treadmill of some kind, around and around. As soon as one thing is handled, there's something else to handle, and it's exhausting, and it's not fun. (laughs) That's putting it mildly, right? Not fun. Now, all of this is going on blindly, and I, that's a good word. It goes on blindly, automatically, unstoppable, until we realize, wait a minute, wait a minute, something is missing here. What is it? This something is lacking. By lacking, okay, something is going on and on and on, and I can't get out of it. I can't stop it. I'm not feeling right. I'm not in balance. I'm not harmonious. Something is off. That's a very good moment, a very deep moment. The deeper you feel that, the better. Wait a minute, wait a minute. My usual way of being, it's not the whole story. It's not producing or giving me what I need, and that's really a very odd way of putting it, but that's a beginning way. That's what we, when we begin to recognize the need, the need for being introduced to our true selves, to ourself, to what's real, to what's healthy, to what's happy, harmonious, real, usually that moment comes, no, 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 this isn't There's something wrong here. This isn't the way it can be. Now that moment comes again and again. It's not as if we start to practice and then everything is fine. And the moment can come even more and more deeply and that's actually good. Because the more deeply you see, wait a minute, something's really missing here. And I'm not saying anything is missing in the world as it is, or in us, but something is is missing in the way I'm actually seeing life, in the way I'm re- relating to life, in the way I'm responding, reacting, 
something is missing in my whole overall perception or understanding. And that's good to see that. Take that in. It's very good, that moment of, oh my goodness. First of all, it kind of deflates our unwarranted pride. Walk around feeling so proud and smart and uncharged. And that's one of the things that stops us from seeing that, from having that moment, that recognition is what it is, that moment of recognition. <clears throat> Wait a minute. We, that moment of recognition comes in many ways and in many arenas. Sometimes it comes politically. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. What's really going on here? And we have that a lot these days. A pause, a pause. And let's look at this situation again or more deeply or with different eyes. Because before we can see something, we need to experience something else. We need to experience that the way we've been functioning is keeping us trapped, keeping us unhappy, keeping in us maybe even desperate. It's not inevitable. It's not the nature of life itself. <laughs> it's us. It's how we've been functioning, how we've been relating to life. It's our perception of life our expectations, our vision. So it's very important when we see that, to, it's like we just step off the merry-go-round. We've been on a merry-go-round, on and on, around and around, waiting for the, get, get, catch that golden ring, the prize. Who knows what that prize is? It's different for different people. And we catch, maybe we do catch a golden ring and a prize, and then it, we're still on the merry-go-round. We're still dizzy. We still have a feeling of futility, perhaps. <clears throat> we still don't understand what's going on. So we step off that merry-go-round. <clears throat> and I would say that that's a very holy moment, a sacred moment. I would use that word, wow, that moment of recognition of stepping off the merry-go-round onto firm earth, onto the firm earth. And when we step off the merry-go-round on and onto the firm earth, maybe it's not so much fun at first, boring, because it's fun on the merry-go-round. It goes around and around, and we see all different colors and shapes, and we hear the music, and we're waiting to catch that golden ring. But we step onto the firm earth and we don't really know where we are. It's different. Everything is different. And that's the time, actually, the moment of stepping off onto the firm earth is the moment of sitting on the cushion. It's another way of saying it. It's another way of doing the same thing. Stepping off the merry-go-round, sitting down or standing up and becoming still, becoming silent. Wow, it's that moment to become silent. It doesn't mean we don't get thoughts. It doesn't mean pictures and life doesn't reverberate in our consciousness. It doesn't mean that we're not having memories and all kinds of things, but we are silent. Wow, they're just there. 
we're not choosing to be jump back onto the merry-go-round. We're choosing something different. We're choosing to be on the firm earth. We're choosing to stop racing with our racing thoughts and to enter silence. And by silence, I just mean we don't respond to every single thing that comes along. We don't react. And if we do react, we don't react to that. We just let the reaction be there and let it leave again. We're just here. And that is the process of Zazen. It's the practice of stepping onto the firm earth. It's the practice of saying, I want to meet the one who lives in the silence. I want to meet myself. I want to meet another aspect of myself. And I want to experience life in a completely different way. What a moment. What a blessing. It's a Zen blessing. <laughs> what a blessing to have those moments. Now, they may, not, they may feel very scary because it's so different. And they may feel, oh my goodness, some people feel I failed at life, therefore. You know, all different kinds of feelings about this come up. They're just feelings. Let them come up as part of the merry-go-round and stay in the stillness, in the silence. Stay on the firm earth. Just stay where you are. Now that, in a sense, this is a practice which includes deep faith, believe it or not, deep trust. Trust that there's something within us, something deeper that we can connect to, that we are part of. And by being still and silent and receptive to it, it will come to us, we'll, we will wake up to something quite different. And believe me, it's inevitable that you will. I was reading an old Zen saying that I read many, many, many years ago, and it had a new, of course, resonance for me now. And what one of the, I read it then, I just read it, I said, oh, this sounds nice, you know. But the more you, the years go by and the more you practice, it's not just that it sounds nice, it's that you recognize a deep truth in it. And it said, if you just continue this practice, breath by breath, step by step, it is impossible. Just the way when you put one foot in front of another foot, it's impossible that you won't, the foot won't touch the floor. Very simple, natural action. If you continue, it's impossible that you will not discover who you really are and where you really are. Wow, what a, what a, what a statement. It's inevitable. What a promise. What a promise. <clears throat> I was very struck with that statement many years ago. <clears throat> Maybe I recognized a little of it then. When we're struck with something, we do recognize something in us as, oh, I recognize. Somewhere we know there's some truth. But then when we live it, when we make it our flesh and bones, when we do it, the recognition gets deeper as we see 
that indeed it is so. But as I said just a few minutes ago, it really does take a kind of a trust. Faith is another word for trust. Now, as you practice, of course, you begin to see for yourself. You see for yourself this, that this is how it is. But then there are moments when that recognition disappears also. And the merry-go-round begins to get louder and louder. And it beckons you. <laughs> and it looks more and more temp- tempting to, come on, jump on the merry-go-round. Let's have fun. This is that we, it's not that we give up having fun. We have a lot. I have a lot of fun in Zen practice. It is fun. A different kind of fun, different kind of enjoyment, and we don't get so dizzy going around and around and around and around. So particularly for these days, especially for these days when the whole world is, seems to be a big merry-go-round, around and around and up and down, and the, you know, the horses go up and down and a lot of noise and clamor, it's a very good time to step off the merry-go-round onto the firm earth. Very good time, very important, very important time to do so. And actually it's giving us an opportunity to see the effects of just being lost on the merry-go-round. Might seem like fun at first, but ultimately not pleasant at all. Not, 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 not beyond not pleasant, not beneficial to you or others at all. So when I say, you know, Zen wisdom for your everyday life, it sounds very plain, very plain, everyday life, boring, routine, but no, 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 your everyday life is wisdom itself. This everyday life is this practice. It is in practice. And that is so wonderful because we are given everyday life every day that we're here, that we're breathing. So, wow, we're given our practice every day. No matter what comes, that's our practice for that day. We're given our teachings every day. We're given our supports every day. We say, oh, I need a sangha, I need a this, I need a that, I need supports. Every day brings different supports and takes different supports away. And that's a wonderful teaching in and of itself. Every day we see what we're hoping for, we see our illusions, and we see what's actually here. And when we do receive it and see it and welcome it and honor it. Wow, that day is a glorious day. You know, there's another really beautiful saying that if you really, really see who you are and what is in that day, you can die peacefully that evening with a big smile on your face. It's a saying. So our koan here is, what is a day where we really, really live it fully, thoroughly, 100%? And what does it actually mean to die peacefully? That's a big part of Zen practice, living and dying. 
Live peacefully, die peacefully. Do we die? What happens? This is a very big part of Zen. And as you sit and sit and sit, you will see what life is and what death is and what death can never be (laughs) and what life can never be. Such a beautiful, beautiful practice. So I thank you very, very much for listening to joining. I thank you for your wonderful emails. It's, It's wonderful to be in touch in this way. Many of you, I don't even know who you are, but I know who you are. And, and, it's, and it's lovely. It's lovely. I just meant I don't know who you are. We haven't met or spoken, but somehow we're all together when I do this. And even when I'm not doing this, we're still all together. So thank you very much. If you want to contact me, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Thank you again, and have a completely beautiful day. Bye.